back to the summer edition of the Sports Service Podcast. Deep summer. I know. Well, when's the last time we did this? Like June? June, I think. Like summer. Oh, yeah. With the Nuggets were winning championships. Yeah, I think it was right after. We did one right after the NBA championships. It's about like a month now. Yeah, literally one after. And then we got like crazy busy, man. It was like a lot of things that came up on weekends and weekdays. Yeah, we just didn't uh, get much chance to talk about sports. So nope. we're back with a new edition. Took a little month off here. Recharged, I think. Yep. Good. So good recharge. Um, what do you? What should we begin this one? We go in NBA, or? I think we just jump right in. We just jump into probably the top five stories that are going on, at least top five in the NBA. And I think started off with what, like some of these big extensions that have happened. Jalen Brown. Shit, man. That's uh. What do you think about that? Uh, he's gonna be overpaid. He's, he is overpaid, man. That yeah. like, but otherwise, what was their other alternative? They would have lost him for nothing. You wouldn't have been able to replace the player he is. He's just overpaid for what he does. Yeah, that's all. I think I saw the funniest meme, and it was uh, just showing a uh, uh, basketball court in the hood. Yeah, and they're like, "Yo, this is I think where uh, this is the only uh, basketball court that Jalen Brown's practice at, <laughs> and it's just enough." for the free throw line and inside that. <laughs> so there's no three-point line. There's no even space on the sides. It's just enough space where it's a hoop with three posts, and it's got just enough for the foul, like, free throw line area. So it shows that, like, you know, just making fun and poking at him, that that's usually the only area he kind of plays and does anything. Rest of the time, three-point, most of that, like, he's not the greatest guy that's going to no, do anything big. He, he's, a, he's definitely overpaid. Like, he's a good defensive player. He's not a great defensive player. He's a yeah. better help defender than he is a one-on-one guy. Personally. Yeah, definitely. But obviously, everybody knows his handle needs work. He can't go to the his left very well at all. He barely goes well to his right. He's yeah. a good shooter, but not a great shooter. Yeah. But he is, like, he's still, I just think he's not worth his average is comes out of 60 million, right? So, yeah. He's gonna be paid like sixty nine million in like last year of that deal, but what else, what was your other alternative? You would have lost him for nothing, and then these guys, but they're gonna have to figure something out next year or the year after that because Tatum's due for his contract next year. That's gonna be a bigger, like a bigger guy, a bigger priority for you than paying this guy right now. That's the only thing I think. It's a weird time because you know that Tatum's uh, contract yeah. is coming up, so it's like, yeah, you're right. Like lose this guy for nothing is one side, but lose them for nothing at least. Like, you know, yeah, you didn't get anything back, but you're also not paying anything. Or do you keep this guy now, you're in these big amounts where it's going to be probably, like, obviously you're not going to let Tatum fucking go. So you got Tatum yeah. and Brown yeah. as your top dogs. And now what are you going to build around him? Marcus Smart's gone now. So, like, obviously they're trying to build on these other guys too. Like, who are they going to find? Yeah. I mean, they... <laughs> They're the wall, Horvat, not Horvat, sorry. Uh, they have Horford, they're paying money to. <laughs> or they got Williams, they're right? Like, they got Przingis. So they obviously, like, even with all these guys, I think they're going to be hitting the, the well, the, like the, the higher end of the NBA's uh, ceiling payroll next year. And when that comes, they can't do a certain amount of, they can't certain, sign certain players, they can't add salaries and shit together. So these guys are going to be pretty hard cap, basically. Yeah. It's not a hard cap, but it's basically a hard cap once uh, all these other contracts can too. So yeah. I feel like somebody's going to get, have to get traded again still. I mean, they almost traded in Brogdon this year anyway, so the Clippers before, and the Clippers didn't want to go through with it at yeah. that point, right? So I think there's still more moves coming. I still think there's going to be at least one more move because you've got three big men now. And Horford, I think you keep him. Maybe you're trying to flip Williams for something else too. But I think you rock Horford until he retires. Like he's still got enough I, in I, him, hundred percent. Until he's like, I'm done, because he'll I think say like, Yo, I'm done, and I'm ready to go, rather than stay a little too long, because he still does enough for that team. I think, man, they got a, they got decisions to make. They do those salary cap wise. <laughs> yeah, dudes, that they're still contenders. I still think they can yeah. win the. Because if you're looking at the rest of it. Milwaukee Bucks, right? Obviously, they're going to be contenders for yeah. sure. We all, t- well, you know, do a more of a deep dive as we get closer to yeah. the season, but just on a high, like you know, level look at it, they're still Philly. contenders. Philly, I don't know what's going to happen. They're Harden, but there. I mean, they're they're going to at least be able to get to the second yeah. round with or without Harden. That guy is a super replaceable guy for what uh, they need in Philly. Yeah, so they can obviously find somebody else, but they're usually at least a contender. Like they're up there, top five. Miami, I know they lost some guys, but they did just make it to the finals. We'll see what happens with uh, Lillard. We'll talk yeah. more about that in a minute here. But yeah, and then other than that, there's no other team that I think you could say is better than those three or four teams mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Right, Miami didn't get better this off season. 
I mean, Bucks were kind of had the weird injury with uh, Giannis, and they had some, but they have an older team on the other end too, right? With Middleton, Holiday, and Brooke Lopez all yeah. over 30. And then you've got Philly, who you don't know what version of Philly is going to show up, but at least they have the defending MVP. Yeah. Right? So they can't discount it completely. Miami is probably going to find some more undrafted players or do something. And then you've got the Hawks. You have some other teams. But none of them are contenders, I'd say, over the Celtics, right? Not right now. So no matter how you look at it, even though, you know, if you're paying him too much. But this year, though, he's still on his old deal. This one last year, he's still on his old contract. And then... Obviously, next year they're gonna have to figure out what they want to do. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with those guys. But we just talked about Lillard here, yeah, right. So if we'll do it, we'll uh, circle back to that. Weaving. Do you think he's? Do you? Would you want to trade for him if you're an NBA team right now? I would. Right now is your chance to get a guy that's had minor injuries, but also been sitting on his ass. They've kept him like comfortable. He's gotten time to heal. He's got you know sits all the playoffs because he's not in any of those single games. So I think now is the time to grab this guy, sign him to like a short term. Like he's probably gonna ride out like three years. If he's already got three, four years left on his deal, oh, you're gonna be paying this guy sixty million though. Do you want to be paying that's thirty? Cent it's gonna be on a team that's obviously got money. They're not strapped because whoever grabs him, I think, has a chance to rock out a couple of years. Worst case scenario, you'd have to work out something with them that you know if it doesn't work out in a two year period, we do some kind of thing where we can trade you. So well, who's going to want to trade him if he's yeah. getting paid that much money? Not I think he's not worth it unless you're giving up very little. Yeah. But obviously, Portland thinks they're going to be able to get a lot for him. I don't know what Portland's thinking. If you go around the league, there's not that many teams that need a starting point guard who's 33. Uh, you know what? He's done great. Yeah. You said he's got minor injuries, but he has had injuries in the last few years, like those leg injuries. Yeah. And once a young, once the guards start losing those leg, like start losing the speed that they have, it's not like he's at like a big six foot five guy. He's six foot two. He's undersized. He's making a lot of money. Yeah, lot. and yeah, he's a he. I think he made third team All NBA this year. Or I, but at the same time though, if you're making a deal for him, you better a be ready to win now, like yeah. now today. He's somebody desperate, right? And I know Miami's the, but at the same time, if you're Portland, they said they're gonna wait it out. Yeah. The NBA just sent out a memo today on that too, right? They don't. They said if he uh, doesn't play for the team that he's traded to, they're gonna find these guys. Yeah, and obviously other he's, he's definitely pushing to get out of there, which makes sense. Like you're stuck in a rebuild. Like you know that your chances now have slipped away, basically of winning a championship. Like yeah. you know who's in the West right now? Who are the top dogs? So it's like sticking on your team and having to play the top dog guys that have come over to the West Coast now. You know you're not making. Like, you know 100% you're not the top 10 team, uh, top 10 in the uh, West. So right away, you're like, okay, am I going to be fighting for even a play-in tournament? And that's already hard enough because you could say somebody like a good team just doesn't have a good year, but they make the play-in. Mm-hmm. That's usually when those good teams step up. So you, you can make it to a play-in and get your ass booted out. And now you're still sitting off-season at home thinking about, hey, I could have went somewhere. So I think he's... Obviously, there's something going on in the background where Miami must be talking to this guy and some discussions have happened where he feels like, yo, I have a chance there. Because you're right, there's not going to be many teams going for him and not the contenders. They don't really need him. They have their point guards, most of those teams. And he's 33, so them bringing in somebody trying to win a championship, I think is too much money. You can't do like a shit like the Lakers did trying to bring in a Russell Westbrook and, yeah. and look what happened. We Everybody saw that. And they should stay away from that. <laughs> well, I think if the Lillard give a deal gets done, I think there's going to be a third team involved. I don't think it because yeah, that would work. Is, Portland doesn't need yeah. another six foot five guy and hero. They already have Scoot Henderson, who's like yeah. six three. They got the Anthony Simons guy who did pretty well, and they gave him an extension too. Yeah. And now you're going to add another third six foot five guy, right? Yeah. So if they're if they're going to either. Um, they're going to want draft picks, and obviously they're going to have to take some salary back just to balance it out because they're obviously literally uh, making a lot of money too, right? Money. So, and I think at the same time for Portland, they're probably going to try to get off of Yurk- uh, Nurkic's contract too if they can, right? To clear all that salary out. So, I think that's going to be a big deal, but there's going to be more than one team that needs to get involved. Because if you're trying to get rid of Tyler Hero and he's not going to go to Miami, he's got to go somewhere else. So if you loop in that third team, my guess right now, and honestly, I was thinking would be um, the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. They could use a guy like Tyler Hero, but the problem is Tyler Hero, I think if he learned how to be a point guard, he'd be really, really valuable because he's six foot four, six foot five anyways. 
But because he's on the wing, he's a little bit undersized. He's not a, like a big six foot five either, right? Like look at Marcus Smart. He's like yeah. six four, six five himself, and that guy's thick as hell. And it shows, I think, on Hero because when you watch him and he's playing that wing, I think those defenders body him a lot more. Mm-hmm. And especially once you get to the playoffs, like guys are now bodying double what they're doing in the season, right? They're yeah. making sure that they're gonna hit you. They might even take a foul, worst case, but they're gonna put that body on you. If the mm-hmm. refs aren't calling it, they're gonna continue doing that. Yep. And you're right, he's on that wing. It's just hard to do. It's hard to actually set up in a zone or do whatever you can when guys are bodying you like that. Like, imagine a Draymond Green on you. Like, how far are you going to get into that paint if he steps up to you, right? You don't have that size to kind of match that guy in the middle. So you're right, point guard would make a lot more sense for his size right now. Right. He could actually do really well with a point guard. I just think he'd be more of a, like, a score first point guard because that's just naturally seems like... But if he could just be a little bit more of a, a point guard... Right, I think it makes sense because you've got Mikhail Bridges there. You would have, I think, they would probably have to send out uh, Ben Simmons, yeah, in some sort of contract might, just yeah. to make salary work, right? But if you're out uh, Brooklyn, I mean, that's the other thing is the the team is gonna. I think if uh, Hero can switch to point guard, makes the deal a lot better. But if he can't, I don't know. Portland said they're gonna wait it out. They don't want to get a Hero, so and I get it too, man. There's lots of teams not. that. They haven't come forward yet with offers, but who knows when the season starts, things change, players get injured, yeah. teams' expectations change, right? So I don't see any sense from Portland from rushing a deal no. and taking away, getting something back that they're going to regret when they can just wait this out and then figure out what happens. So, But we got lots of time to talk about that. Let's hit on some other points here. Um, got, uh, which one do you want to go with next year? I guess we'll just quickly touch on... Uh, Kind of, I think that whole Wemby situation right now, like, obviously there's all these, like, you know, stories right after you got drafted that Britney Spears incident and all yeah, the people yeah. finally in the States being able to see who he is and him getting accustomed. And what do you think right now? Do you think he's an overhype player that's coming into the league that they're just trying to shine this big, bright light because we're trying to look for the next star? Or do you think he's actually going to be able to live to the expectations? Like, you know, only a few guys have that ever been able to do that. that. Yeah, right. So... I, this might sound like a cop-out answer, so just let me explain this. <laughs> but I think defensively, he's going to be legit this year. Defensively, yeah. because he's 6'5", he's a rangy motherfucker. Yeah, he's going to get pushed around on the block, but this guy moves so good for someone who's 7'5". Yeah. So defensively, I think he's going to be good because he's athletic. He can still cover and play defense. Yeah, he's going to get pushed out a little bit. Yeah. His rebound's gonna take some time, but he's a legit shot blocker. Yeah, it's all and when you end the length and the range that he has, he's gonna be able to defend areas of the court that a typical NBA player coming, especially because of his size, that other guys wouldn't be able to cover. But offensively, yeah, I think it's gonna take some time. Like I was watching him in the summer league. Same, yeah. He loves to dribble, yeah. and because his dribble comes up so high, yeah. the players get a chance to swipe at it, yeah. right? Yeah. So. If he wants to become a, I mean, those kind of things take time, right? This guy's they like do. even LeBron, all these legit players that came into the league. Yeah. They weren't perfect from day one, but they were so talented. You could see that right away. Yeah. I think Wemby's there defensively. He's going to be really good. Offensively, he's going to have to kind of figure out what his real strengths are. His, you know, does he have a yeah. post-up game? Is he becoming more of a shooter? Is he still going to be able to bring the dribble? Because if he can mix all that together, of course, he's unstoppable. But... If he can't beat guys off the dribble or if he's not able to post up or if he can't hit threes, right, there's going to be some issues with him that are going to take some time. Yeah. So I that that's my answer is that defensively, I think he's going to be worth the hype. Overall, he is going to be worth the hype, but I think it's going to take a few years for him to really, really cement hit that uh, cement himself for sure. No, I'm with you on that one. I think that defensively, we saw it in the summer league, all the blocks he was getting constantly. It's like a... You know, like a young Embiid, like literally out there, not letting anybody. He's scared everybody to hit that paint. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Anthony Davis sometimes did when he was yep. in the playoffs, that 100%. block guy, like, yo, come at me, I'll come. But now even taller, his reach is just ridiculous. That but just he just goes over, he just catches the yeah. ball, literally just lays it in. The skills that they were showing in, in the summer league, it was like he would just swipe his hand in one spot in the middle. Yeah. It would hit somebody's body, but also get a ball. <laughs> it was just so long that it was like just kind of getting it, you know, putting your hand in the way. And offensively, I think you're right, because honestly, offensively, if he can learn uh, Joker type of post-ups, and if he can pull, like, because he's got that kind of style with that Kevin Durant shooting, mm-hmm. you know, he kind of does that, 
You're right, that big, really tall uh, dribble, mm -hmm. but then shoots, and Kevin Durant does that one a lot, where you see that double dribble, he'll quickly dribble one, yeah. twice, and then take it, just shoot on you, and you know it's 100%. Well, who's going to block him? Like, yeah. when he when he shoots, who's going to, like, yeah. even when he doesn't jump, yeah. his reach <laughs> and his arm is so long that you can't even bully. You know the bully that would just hold his ball yeah. like this and just while you're trying it. to do there, and you can't? Yeah. He's going to be able to do that to legit NBA players right now. So... I'd I think talks uh, to somebody if they could uh, uh, give a block to him. Yeah, yeah. If somebody blocked him in a game, I'd give props to that guy <laughs> to be able to do something like that because that's a talented defender. Right? 100%. Like, you see... Uh, so, And he's also going to be coached by Popovich too, right? So that's he got his man. extension. They've got a new facility of worth $500 million coming in. These guys are set up to do what they did with Duncan and Robinson yeah, and these guys, right? They got the pro, the they got the blueprint, yeah. right? It's just finding out which players work around Wemby because that's the bottom line is, yeah. you know, some people were saying that obviously the Spurs could have been more aggressive with cap space and other things like that. But I think they're going to take this year to figure out what players work good around yeah. it, which players don't. Yeah. I still think they need a better point guard to help them out. But because other than that, they're going to need, I think, shooters, guys uh, similar to, you know, Jokic. It took him a few years to figure out, like, yeah. A, how good of a player he was. Because yeah. he didn't come into the NBA himself right away, right? Yeah. And then, you know, they figured out you need these big body defenders around them. You need a play one point guard who's a playmaker. And then the rest they figured out all just the shooting, right? Those guys are all those 3 and D guys that are just shooting all the time and going back to defense. And even the Jokic became a shooter, right? So yeah. Wemby is the same thing. I think, obviously, now you're saying that Jokic, you know, Wemby can become a Jokic. And only Jokic was that going to be that good. Yeah. But if you're going to see Wemby turning into a franchise player... It's going to take a few years to figure out what works well, what worked. Even like LeBron, it took him all these years. Luca, you know, supposedly the next great player. He's had the one run to the semifinals, but he's had some other uh, unsuccessful years. If you That's the thing. Too, the right? thing. I think the media needs to kind of relax because we all are looking for that. Obviously, that now next LeBron James. You know, we got our MJs before that magic, then coming Kobe after MJ, LeBron, like everybody's waiting for that next guy to come in and we all like want it to happen like you know we thought it was going to be tatum we thought it was going to be this guy but like, yeah. we haven't seen somebody burst so every all nba fans are waiting for like who's that next now lebron like can somebody come and take over the league and let us love and hate you right because like those kind of top guys get both sides if you're not for that team or from like the opposite conference you'll like that guy but if yeah. you're from that same conference you're getting your ass kicked by that guy constantly you fucking hate that guy. And that's a good thing for the league. Like, we want a guy to come in like that and just take over. So we know that there's going to be a guy that's going to be fighting the hardest, and then it's everybody else. Like, you want that, right? You, like, you need it. You need, you need that, it. It just right? pumps everything up. But I, this year, it's going to be interesting now with the new, we can talk about it later, but with the new NBA, um, you know, luxury tax and all these things, if you spend all that money, you're going to be financially strapped in certain areas. You're not going to be able to make certain moves. Yep. So can the NBA still sustain those dynasties like they did before, right? Like if you look at the last, I think, 25 years, LeBron, Kobe, and I think it was like Tim Duncan have combined for like 15 or 10, like 14 of the last like 25. And like you basically, yeah. and the other one, Kawhi was involved in some too, right? Yeah. Uh, the uh, Golden State, man. With the, and the round, I like you, themselves too. You need one of those like six foot seven players, six foot eight, six nine. If he's either like a number four, yeah. or he plays the five position to win an NBA title, and yeah. obviously Wemby's that kind of player. But I, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens this year. Like, uh, uh, um, right? So we'll see. There's going to be more time to talk about that. We're going to have a little bit more uh, the rookies. Yeah, I think right? the other one, the other one we wanted to touch up on is another. You know. Kind of a bust at this moment. Uh, he's a bust when he, when, he, when he plays, though. He's so legitimate. Yeah. The thing is, he so never fucking he plays, plays man. This guy's got Zion with you. And we're also talking about... Like, yeah, if you didn't figure it out, but <laughs> Zion, right? If you're looking at a successful NBA offseason, yeah. staying out of the news, getting in shape, and you go to the opposite side of what you need to do, you are doing what Zion's been doing this offseason. Yeah, it's just another guy who... Yeah, his off-court off issues have obviously been piling up. You know, we've seen him, you know, becoming a father soon and all these women coming out against him that, you know, they didn't even know he had a baby mama, which, like, you know, sometimes you don't need to, you know, give anybody that information. But now even another story comes out. This guy's, like, family is getting sued now by a tech company that gave them a loan. 
without him knowing. So obviously they're taking out loans and saying, hey, where you know his uh, parents and can we get a loan without this guy knowing at all? And now they're going to be sued, you know, a couple million dollars and this guy's going to have to come in there and probably bail his family out of that. But why, like, so a couple of questions there. <laughs> a, they didn't go to Zion, right? Is that the story? They didn't go to Zion in the first place. Yeah. So did Zion just say no or they just didn't go up to Zion and be like, can I just by how this has came out that like, you know, a lot of these uh, celebrities will say like young musicians, especially when they uh, become big when they're small and their parents see all the money coming to them mm-hmm. and they start spending and doing shit. And then the kid finally gets the money and now you're kind of cut off from those funds. Yeah. And now you've asked your kid for as many funds as you can get. And now they're like, come on, like, why do you guys need so much more money? <laughs> and then now you're going to go have to do like really you know desperate things to try to get money because you can't get it from the one person that you were getting it from yeah yeah that is but i mean how do i even say it's a tough situation it's a tough situation for your parents like you still love your parents obviously they're your parents but if they're doing stupid things which you've seen like look at miley cyrus and like a justin bieber people's kids that their parents are just fucked now like their parents are going the top girls on tiktok whatever those sisters are like their mom and dad had a divorce and now they're going through oh, crazy. Yeah, yeah, I like, think we were talking their about their mom was getting like banged by like some white guy musician that bangs MILFs. He was like with Lisa and all <laughs> them. Like, all these little things that happen that could happen with your family. And you don't obviously want it to come out publicly, but yeah. It's not like it's Zion's fault or anything for this, but it's like he just has so much of this drama and like all these mental health things happening that are yeah. affecting him, I think, mentally too, not just whatever injuries you have. And Think of it, mental health, you might have to start taking pills, it starts helping gain weight. Like now you're trying to fight against that. There's all these little things that can happen to yeah. you. Yeah. Well, you don't know the backstory, so it kind of sucks whatever is going on for him right now. Yeah, and I hope he can go back to just playing basketball, yeah. right? He's but a fucking Easily like, when he played, I mean, they had the best record in the league last yeah. at one point last year. Still his shoe broke. Remember that time that Nike exploded? Oh, yeah, and that when he but that was in Duke though. That was when he used to play for Duke. But still, like that one gave him a minor tweak injury. And Ember, since they said that, because it happened at the end of his, uh, it was his last year at the end yeah, of all, yeah. And they just, just made his shoe that he was going to get in the NBA, but they let him rock it uh, for his college or whatever. Well, he's so explosive. So right? like, explosive but, he's, but the impact that takes on a player's body too, right? He, he, he plays like he's a big dude. Yeah. But he's only like 6'7". Like six, yeah. He's not that... He's not like he's six ten yeah, or six eleven. Like it. Look he's got it. all that two hundred and eighty pounds in a six foot seven frame, right? Yeah. And that was one of the the biggest concerns coming out of college was that like was he going to be able to fully stay healthy the way he plays? Yep. And all so far in his career, when he ha- he hasn't. No, Robert. he's I think he played the equivalent. I think it's been like one season out one of four for much out of all of them. Right, he had that one good stretch uh, when he had like. Not even last year, the year before that, when they were actually, he was averaging 27 points a game. They had all these players that were ready to go, but he's had so many issues in his NBA career that, you know, he finally said this year he hired like a chef and he's taking his, he's a, which, you know what, sometimes it takes players a few years to mature, but yep. the drama that this guy's gotten into the offseason with everything, right? I don't know how much maturity he's actually learned, so... I mean, I hope I'm, you know, hoping that he's able to uh, turn his health issues around. So we'll see what happens with that. But yeah. speaking of health issues, uh, the last point for NBA talk here, uh, you know, Bronny with his yeah. recent cardiac arrest. It seems like it's not the first time a young athlete's had that kind of issue. I, some of our was reading that um, there's been an increase. I don't know, you know, some speculate it's COVID. Some are saying there's other. Yeah, health issues that have been passed around from other generations. So I'm not quite sure where to go with that. So what do you think of that? Like, and first of all, you know, hopefully Le- uh, LeBroni's okay. Yeah. So far, the reports seem like he's actually doing well, but yeah. as well as he can be in a situation like that. So no, hundred percent. I think yeah. Like first of all, yeah, that kind of sucks having like you know having a kid myself, like having to see your kid have to go through something like that and. You have a you know a chance a 50 50 percent chance of losing your kid to some kind of heart attack or yep. whatever cardiac failure there is but yeah you're right it's been happening a lot because we saw look at just in the nfl hamlin remember when he got his happen we've seen a few other sports that have had it but i you know like everybody keeps pointing to covid vaccine but we've seen players have you know these kind of issues before that waves you know like that. say like shaq's son he had a heart issue right yeah, like, yeah. there's these pe- players that like when you're playing at those i think levels 
sometimes training can change too. Like you go from being a high school student to training in the gym, doing a couple workouts to like, yo, I'm going to college university. I got to like up my level of training. You're doing these new training procedures. Now, some of those procedures they're saying have taken a toll on kids' hearts. Yeah. Because you're trying to keep your heart rate up all the time when you're working out. Yeah, remember when you're increasing, yeah, yeah. increasing it more and more. Yeah. They're trying to find new levels of trying to keep your heart rate up. And that's like trying to make your heartbeat beat like, you know, thousands of more times than it normally should. And that's normally a stage of becoming older. Yeah. So the older you get, you know, your heart obviously has beat more. Yeah. So if you're trying to beat your heart way more at a younger age, you're almost kind of excelling the growth of your, your heart. You're pushing it way past his limit. Way past the limit. Too early in it. Way uh, too early. Yeah, they're right? young guys. But like, we got to understand that the heart itself is like a muscle. The more you use it, the more it grows, the yeah. more it tears and wears. So I think there's a lot of both sides, whereas, yeah, we've seen the cardiac things and whatever happened with the vaccine, but I think the vaccine just out of it because nobody's been taking any more doses for a I, while. And the people that are, I don't think they're sports athletes because they don't actually have to anymore. And right. <laughs> the only reason I mentioned that is that Elon went on Twitter, yeah. right? Yeah. Or whatever X or whatever they're, he's going to be calling him now um, and said that might have been the case, right? I. I honestly, I don't know. Like you're like you're saying, there's been so many factors that play into it, and I think if you're making a good point. A lot of these players, you know, growing, you know, with the way that in like all sports work now, you specialize in a specific sport, a specific training program from such a young age, yeah. where we used to, you know, you would kind of figure it out in high school or something. Yeah. These guys are now in elementary school and their specialized training programs, right? They got off-season coaches, yeah. they got health, everything, right? And they're all in elementary school so obviously it's helping them in some ways become a better athlete yeah. but obviously everybody knows when you push your body too far at a certain age young or old there's gonna be some health issues that come from it so you know what something to keep an eye on see if it's just maybe a one-off you know here and there or is it you know more attention just because that's the world we live in right going forward and it could be a good thing on one side is that at least like they're seeing these happen and the players are A, surviving and B, all these little uh, things that are happening to them. They're going to be able to take those symptoms down and kind of figure out, you know, when did it happen? How did it happen? What was the heart rate at when it yeah, happened? Yeah. They're wearing all bands all the time of where their heart rates are at. So I think there's going to be little things that'll help with that. Right. So we'll, we'll talk to think enough about basketball here for the first little bit. We'll start going into a little NFL talk here. And back to basically injuries again. And then news again. We got <laughs> the fantasy health. coming up. We'll talk about NFL health currently for fantasy and I guess it's the regular. Fantasy is probably one of the most funnest parts about the football season. It drives me bonkers sometimes yeah. too. Yeah, like yeah. I legit, you know, which guy should I pick up this week? Which guy should I draw up, right? Et cetera. Which lineup should I, we be playing this week, right? So, Especially the matchup, everything. Too. And you got the gambling aspect of it too, right? I think the amount of money that people bet on NFL is growing the last few yep. years with all the legalization and everything. But it's that time of the year. Every injury, every movement, every trade, every signing, every extension – it's getting looked at. So we'll start off with, uh, let's go with the NFL fantasy piece and then we'll lead into the rest yeah. of our NBA conversation. So, or NFL conversation, sorry. Uh, Burrow, man, calf injury, several weeks. Fuck. We don't know what several weeks are, like the three, four, five, six, no. seven, eight. I think the only good thing out of that so far is that, you know, it's a calf injury. They haven't gone to anything else yet. No big tears, nothing that we've heard that came out positive in a bad way. So thankfully it is a calf injury and, you know, knowing uh, somebody that plays on our slow pitch team that also has a calf injury. Uh, yeah. Hassan. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, a guy like that being able to recover without the crazy amount of money that's going to be put behind a sports athlete. Yeah. That you could see this guy coming back from that after several weeks and actually being good to go. So that's a good hopeful side that he will come back. He's going to be a guy that you're, Still going to want to draft and put on the bench and let him ride out, but there's a chance by season start that he could be. Well, we'll see how long his. They haven't released anything other than several weeks, yeah. so, right? So yeah. it can be four to six, it can be four to eight, it mm -hmm. can be a couple of weeks, right? The only thing I know with calf injuries is that sometimes those injuries can linger and come back. And they're really easy to re aggravate, yeah. right? So Very easy to re at least, I mean, the only good thing is, and, you know, he, they dealt with last year. He had the appendectomy last year in July and missed most of training camp and came out and did pretty well, right? Yeah. So I think if, if it's like four weeks, five weeks even, 
you know, they have almost at this point about six weeks until their first game of the season. Yeah. From now until early. So, you know, they'll have time for him to heal. Hopefully it's nothing more than that or, you know, aggravation and yeah. seriousness and stuff. But they got some time. That's the only thankful, team, uh, thankful thing about it. But other guys are getting injured right now too. Gardner Johnson from the, what do you call it, uh, Lions yeah. signed him to a one-year deal. He could, They said it's not that serious, but you're never quite sure. With NFL, you never know. Right? They, 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 hide, so well, they hide it so Especially <laughs> because, you know, all the gambling aspect of it, too, yeah. right? You need to, you, everybody wants to know what these guys' injury statuses are, right? You know, NFL players are gambling themselves. They need to know. They're gambling a little bit too much on <laughs> themselves, man. Way too They're, like, sitting in their facility, right like, yo, look at Burl's got injured. Take him off the... His old guys like mixing like, all right, bros, you done, man. <laughs> well, these guys played right. Austin Eckler said last year, like if uh, if your fantasy picked me and he actually stepped up last Dang. year, I think he was like top five in rushing. So yeah, obviously these guys play, and you know with all these injuries and stuff like that, they're watching it just as much as we are, right? Ramsey's got ACL surgery. He's gonna expect to be out a few months possibly, right? Sure. They haven't quite given a, a timeline on him, but it's definitely gonna be. Anywhere from September to December, they're saying, depending on what the final prognosis is. That's what happens trying to, uh, you know, try to guard Tyree Kill, man. That guy is one (laughs) explosive fuck. He's a hard guy to, like, imagine being on the same team and you have to defensively in practice do well. You don't want to get yelled at, obviously. And you know Tyree Kill's making catches, so you're trying to play your hearts smart out, your lights out. You're trying to get this guy, trying to get an interception. And then you got Jalen Waddle Waddle on the other end, right? That's scary guy, right? So... (laughs) I don't know, man. Like, Jay, uh, Waddle was, I think, seventh or eighth in receiving. Tyreek Hill came in second last yeah. year, right? That's tough practices. But Fucking tough. <laughs> thing with Ramsey's also, what, 28, 29? He's a little yeah. bit older for NFL player, right? Yeah. But even the young guys are getting hurt. Like, Garrett Wilson sprained his ankle. Yeah. It's a, and the but, leg injuries, they're just... It's it, muscle injuries, right? Yeah, oh, the muscle, are, right? They're muscle injuries. These guys haven't... It's not like the olden days, I guess, if you want to really say it, where you would have so many practices and you would kind of be in more shape even though there was other obviously injury concerns that happened for other reasons yeah. too right but with the guy they haven't played as much they don't play as much as they used to off season everything and there's always those kind of injuries at this time yeah. of the year you're just hoping that it isn't more serious than that and then you know pray for good health we got fantasy enough. season right we'll talk more about that as well next week we got some gambling aspect of it but you know speaking of fantasy we're always talking about, you know, getting the NFL uh, players. Yeah. Right? So, you know, NFL running backs, especially, which one to draft. And they're getting absolutely fucked financially this year. For, but then, you know, the millionaires, yeah. I get it. Yeah. You know, there's millionaire problems, champagne problems. Yeah. But those guys are getting fucked, especially compared to all the NFL money for quarterbacks and handed out the last few weeks. Yep. No, you're 100% right. I think the running back position is getting a lot of heat because of stats coming out now of obviously seeing which Super Bowl teams have made it in the past and how much most of those running backs are making and how far those teams got obviously Mm -hmm. is a big consideration that teams are taking but you're looking at also guys that are you know getting giving these teams a chance to get there a lot of these running backs are you know so good that they're getting you into the playoffs getting you deep so yeah, they might have not have played because they got injured at a certain time, and now a younger guy came in. He ended up taking over that running back spot. Yeah. So I think what's going to happen now is that the prices are definitely going to drop, but now I think it's going to be more as kids coming up. Parents are going to choose to not make your kid a running yeah, back. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'd... Why would you not make a wide receiver slash running back maybe and be like, hey, guess what? Like I want you to play more wide receiver, but worst case scenario, maybe you'll be able to get a running back contract in the NFL, mm-hmm. and now you'll be uh, you know, two positional player, yeah. like a Debo Samuel, a fucking Christian McCaffrey, guys that can now do two two positions. You have to one. be able to catch now if you're a yep. running back. Otherwise, you're going to be driven to the ground. At least the receiving backs can retain some value. Yep. Compared to the ones who can just well, they're run, number but, one value realistically, but the highest paid guy is just he's getting paid because he can also make amazing catches. Too. I. I actually I agree with the NFL teams that paying running backs are risky. I think that I think what really fucked them was all those contracts like Todd Gurley. Yep. We signed him to and how quickly you had to get rid of him once he was out, out right with his yep. knee injuries. These guys are taking so many hits per year. Like let's say if you're the average running back and you do 15, 15 carries, right? So that's yep. 255 carries in one year for an, uh, an NFL and then you add one or two catches per game. Yeah. So let's say you're getting 17 touches a game. 
34 catches. You're looking, and plus that you're looking 290 touches, yep. low end, yep. 290 touches. And those 290 touches are you're getting tackled on every play in some capacity. Yep. Rarely are you able to run out of bounds without getting hit or make a touchdown without or without hit. getting hit. Yeah. And sometimes you're, multiple guys are bouncing off you, right? On top of that, you're also blocking guys too, right? So however many, and maybe you're chipping a guy and then running a wheel route. Or, you know, you're dropping down the middle. Or you're just blocking these bigger guys yeah. and getting bowled over. Yeah. And then you do it again and again. And again. Let's say over a four-year career, just an average. That's almost 1,200 touches. Yeah. 1,200 times you've legitimately gotten hit. Yeah. And now you're looking at if you're a receiver, for example. Yeah. A good receiver has 80, 90 catches in a year, 100 maybe tops. Yeah. Look at how little. That's 400. Let's say they make 400 catches in a year. Not all, a lot of those times they're getting hit as much as a running back. No wonder NFL running backs are not getting paid because their longevity isn't there. Like it's the best there. running backs are not playing into the late 20s. Yep. There are some guys that break the mold, whereas receivers, they're well into their late 20s, they're yep. successful. And obviously, NFL quarterbacks, you know, Brady's and the Rodgers and all that, yep. they're playing well into their late 30s now. Mid 30s, on like, you know, their early 30s, mid 30s would be kind of like yep. this guy's done. Now the guy NFL where you don't see a running back playing past the age of really 30 anymore. No, no, you're right. Like, I think it's the most, you know, obviously the highest contact position in the league because no matter what you're getting hit every single game and that amount adds up and the teams, hundred percent of the teams are doing what's best for the team. They know that you don't have to pay a running back, a crazy running back that much money to get to the a Super Bowl. Why, why would you? Yeah. Like if you but one side, I think is that just because they are the most highest, you know, collision position in the league, that I think those, uh, the tagging the players, I think that they need to change. Well, in that CBA, something has to change. They can't do it now, though. Yeah, that's the thing. That's what they, they actually should have looked, I think, a little bit more at the most highest contact position. And just that their tender's got to be a lot higher than the amount that they're actually getting right now. They're the only NFL franchise tender that's actually gone down last that's crazy. year. That's just If crazy. you look at how much receivers, running backs, they yeah. are at one point running backs, the receiver, uh, it was like 10.9, 10.6. I might have gotten the numbers yeah. upside down. But anyways, 10.9, 10.6. Now it's 10.1. So if you're paying a running back one year, 10.1 billion, why not? Yeah, You're like why only not? why not? It's such a it's such a, a good deal on that end, right? deal right there. You're chilling. And if he fucks up after five years, well, you can go replace him for someone cheaper next year. Yeah, there's and always I, guys coming up. I and this is my thought when the NFL thing, you know, the CBA was agreed to. The franchise tag is the biggest thing holding back salaries. Yep, that is the biggest thing. If you got rid of the franchise tag, not just for running backs. Any get it out, got of, it out of the way, out of the way, man. You would not be able to threaten a guy from yeah. stall leaving. Right. That is, and not only can you franchise tag a guy once, you can do it up to three times. That's stupid. And each year, but the thing is, like you know, let's say you're getting paid ten million this year, next year you get one hundred twenty, which is twelve billion. Yeah. But for a running back, that's not bad. But let's say you're doing making thirty million. Yeah. And now you, you do one hundred twenty percent. Then you do that. That's where you're making the big money. Yeah. So. I'm, in the next day, CBA contract, you know, they didn't look at it this year or the last one signed a couple of years ago saying, hey, the NFL, it only affects a few players. The yeah. tag only affects a few players every season, right? You don't know they expected this coming. Right? But now the way that the, how smart teams are, that franchise tag is the biggest thing holding back. If, they, if you were an NBA player and after five, four years, right, average contract yeah. for most of the first rounder, you could leave. Yeah. You don't have to worry about a team stopping you from leaving with the franchise tag. Yeah. You can legitimately leave. leave. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing I think NFL, but the thing is if NFL owners are smart, NBA would have or NFL players would have to give up something in order because that's probably one of the biggest bargaining chips the uh NFL yeah. owners have is yeah. the franchise tag. Yeah. That thing's huge, man. That's huge to be able to throw that. But I remember when that whole Le'Veon Bell thing happened, that really opened it up for the running back. The moment you saw Le'Veon Bell get out of Pittsburgh, you're like, yo, this guy's not, like, finding a contract. Like, something's up, and then finally Jets come in and, like, give him that bad And he contract. fucked up. The contract he didn't, up. he didn't, they didn't. He didn't live up to that right? contract. Yeah, he didn't live up to that How contract. How many big running back contracts have guys been able to live up to, right? How many? I know, I would say Derrick Henry's probably been one. Aaron Jones is, like, 50-50 on his. McCaffrey had some injury issues. So, yeah. I don't even know if they fully got their money back on that yet, even though he is one of the best running backs in the league. Still, but he had those injury issues initially when he signed that deal too. 
Yeah, and I think one big stat I saw, I remember, was uh, no running back that ever led the league in a, like his stats of rushing yards and touchdowns yeah. had ever made a Super Bowl since Sean Alexander for uh, Holy Seattle. Shit. How long? Is the world? That long ago. 20 years? 2006 or some shit. Yeah, Holy right. shit. So since then, no top running back. So that just right away fucks over the running backs. It's like no top running back has made a Super Bowl. Like, uh, you say you're a Dalvin Cook, you're fucking these top dogs always every yep. year. Josh Jacobs, you could be the top dog every year. Yeah. You haven't been able to make it to the Super Bowl. Christian McCaffrey, another guy, like, he's the top dog, but he still hasn't made it to that Super Bowl appearance. You need a top quarterback. That's the number one prize. Like, that's the crazy, thing. yeah, like, that's the craziest thing that shows you that the running back does not matter to make it to a Super Bowl, but... Um, you still need a, obviously a decent running back. You still need somebody that's going to be able to perform don't and do their need, job. But you don't need like a top one. No, right? you, you just do need not. a guy who You don't need good. top five to almost top like, I'd say top five. Like they can fall off top the five. Well, guys. on top of that, it depends on A, how much you're paying these guys, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, you know, the how much you're paying to what they're getting out. And you can use a rotation. You can't use a rotation as a, a quarterback, right? Yeah. And even a receiver, usually you it's one, two, three receiver, yeah, right? Guys. You have your best receiver yeah. and they have a pecking order. Yeah. For in the end our running back position, you can really only play one running back at a time. Yeah. So if you just play one, you can bring in guy who's a pass specialist. You can bring in a guy who's gonna yeah. play your early downs, and then you got a backup who comes in and there is your running back committee. Right? So yeah. I don't think getting be- honestly, I don't think running backs are gonna get paid anytime soon. They can sit out all they want. But I don't think like Barkley was, was he was gonna sit out and then he didn't. Yeah. Jacobs is still doing it. That's up to his decision. Yeah. Right. Pollard didn't yeah. care. He was okay with it. But the other guys, like you know, we were talking about earlier, like Bosa, he's sitting out. He's actually worth it. He's worth it. Right. Yeah. Barlow is different position. Now you're looking at that like that position matters so fucking much on a team that you're like, yo, this guy's either gonna get paid or like. Yeah, you're right. He's going to sit out otherwise. He has the right to sit out. Martin sitting out. Yeah. The Cowboys, right? He does. He wants to. And he deserves to get paid too, right? You need a good offensive line, especially for Dak Prescott. Yeah. And then on top. Man, Dak Prescott's gone downhill. Like, one of the league-leading guys, candidates for if you want to bet on uh, double-digit interceptions a year. Yeah, you see. You didn't, That's he, crazy. Didn't he come out the other day? He's like, you're not <laughs> guaranteeing you're not getting that yeah, interception. You're not making that money. All right, man. I'm like, yo, I'm 100% putting it that you're going to be uh, 9.5 plus. He hasn't. He hasn't really <laughs> since sit. his ankle injury. No, he hasn't. He doesn't I, run as much. He doesn't oh. throw as well. And they know, like, once you know a guy, it was like Wilson. Once you know a guy's not going to run on you anymore and he's kind of scared or something's up with him, now you can sit back. You can, sit back. You can be like, hey, guys, make it look like you're going in, but fucking back up. But, and now you back up, now it's interception or a pl- you're in the play now, right? That's the thing with him is that his running contributed to his overall success. For some guys, some guys run and are successful. Yeah. Some guys, that's their last resort. Like Burrow, Burrow's, for example, he doesn't... I think it's Burrow. I think I might have been saying his name wrong for a bit, too. I'm always on both. I'm a Burrow sometimes. The S comes in there. I don't know. I think that's is actually there. Uh, with Bur- like Burrow, like when he's when the pocket breaks down and he runs, even Mahomes is kind of the same way, right? He prefers not to run, yeah. but oh, he yeah. will if he has to. Has to. Whereas guys like Dak Prescott, that was a big part of his game was being able to rush a little bit yeah. and do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Now he can't do it. Wilson is a great example. He's older now. He's just not the same speed and quickness, yeah. but. They used to Maybe he's losing some yeah. weight out of it. He might get a little quicker, but yep. that's a story for another day. But you're right. With Dak Prescott, he's not the same quarterback he once was. And obviously, all of these players around him, we've got Ezekiel Elliott. He's getting another older. guy. Yeah, we didn't talk about another guy looking for getting that payday. Too. Well, he's, he's he got his payday already. He's not yeah. getting another one. But another one, yeah. He's not I getting the second one. I mean, didn't, yeah, he's still on the team, right? I, I think not right now. Did he yeah, cut? he's cut. Is he cut? Remember now? This that's why they signed Pollard. Yeah, they signed the Pollard guy. So yeah, like you're gone. Out There's of another here. example, right? Oh, We're saying you, these running backs are not worth it. I really forgot that one. Yeah, straight out that I totally he kind of slipped out of there, Dallas. Even uh, Mixon had to take a pay cut this year, right? And he took like a two, three mil pay cut himself. And he like Eckler didn't good get thing paid. for him is that like. He knew the team he wanted to be on. They're doing fucking well. So it's not a team you really want to leave. Like, you're not like, hey, I'm going to be like, hey, I'm going to hold out. They're going to be yeah. like, yes. They're like, hey, we're going for a fucking championship. <laughs> we got to get a team. Like, do you want to be a part of this? Because Mixon, still, I'm going to give it to him, man. He's fucking an amazing running back. Yes. Amazing guy. I put so many little bets on him, and he's won mostly all of my bets that I've ever put on Mixon for anything. Um, so I guess we're done with the uh, NFL talk here. 
That we'll hit on the other uh, summer sports, but not as popular from what we normally talk about. So which one do you want to talk about next year? We got golf, F1, or UFC? I think we can just lightly touch on golf. There's honestly... There's not much. There's not much that's happening now because the British Open was the final major. Yeah, yeah. It was won again by a non, you know, like top like 30, 40 guy. Yeah. Oh, another guy that's kind of down there that snuck in there. You know, the top first two majors are won by like John Rahm, Brooks Kepka, like the top dogs <laughs> in live and PGA. And then now you got like two guys that like, you know, have just kind of Wyndham Clark and uh, uh, Harmon coming in and just kind of sneaking in there winning. McElroy was favored because he won the Scottish Open, which is very similar to the British Open. So yeah. we expected him to kind of play lights out. He did play well, though. Played very well. It's just his like, it's his uh, scoring hasn't been the best. He's gotten like, you know, constantly under 10 feet fucking putts for birdies. And he's just constantly missing those. So the putter is sometimes he's off. He's always just hanging around, but he's hanging around. Like he's like top two in the top world right two, now. Top, he's, he's been very consistent though. He's right. on playing he the just world. hasn't enough to win him other yeah. than the Scottish Open. But 100%. Like he's top two in the world. Scotty Scheffler, I just like it was such a weird styled player. That's been sitting in first for so long. But the funniest stat was they showed like how long Scotty Scheffler would have to sit in first place to beat the guy that's stayed the longest in first place, which yeah. is Tiger Woods. Oh, and man. it's like he'd have to be in that position for like eight years or some shit. Eight years in a row of being in first to even touch on, uh, get close to where Tiger was. <laughs> I don't think you're going to see something like that dominant no. ever in golf no. again. No. I like, mean, that, that was something that you don't really look back on now and you're like how impressive that run was. Considering how many guys have rotated that position, yeah. the amount of different players that have, that have won it. So, I mean, I'm hoping Rory gets his soon. Spieth has been hanging around for a while. JT, I think, won last year, the yeah. year before that. So, and then, you know, I, the Wyndham Clark and uh, Harmon are both uh, full-time PGA PG guys, guys, right? So, I think there was some benefit of having four rounds for PGA players because they have a longer season. Yeah. And by the end, but we'll see next year with the whole live merger thing, you know, how that's going to work, how often they're going to play, which tournaments. That's going to be huge because right now I think the biggest thing is going to be how many tournaments is each player on both leagues going to play. Because uh, live doesn't have to play much, but then they get to come to the majors and they're, you know, well rested. They haven't had to play as many games. They're not playing the same style sometimes. Like if you're shitting the bed, you're not sometimes even trying to win that tournament. You're just trying to do better on uh, score on that day just to help your team because if your team wins you win four million yeah so like true. well you don't care if you win the overall sometimes that you're like you know what i'm still gonna win as a team and i got paid this tournament and it's a no-cut tournament so you're getting paid no matter what that's true and then the pga guys are playing their hearts out because they have to make it through everything get fucking passes to every tournament get yeah. passes into the majors whereas these guys from live like i think they're gonna have to do a real big separation on players like live is gonna have to add more guys into their tournaments I think PJ is going to have to change something around because we're starting to see a lot of guys from the Corn Ferry Tour, which is the bottom tour. Mm -hmm. Now I'm coming in like Batia, like this uh, brown yeah, guy. Sure. He's uh, like, I, I used to watch this guy play with good, good golf guys on YouTube. Mm. And like, he was like that good to play with them back in then. And I was like, who the fuck is this brown guy playing with these guys on their YouTube channel? And now he's like, you know, winning and like now starting first one, his first PGA Tour event. So there's a lot of young guys coming up that are obviously looking at live. And requesting like, hey, do you want to pay us? Like, should we continue our careers and follow into PGA, yeah. or do you want us to now be a rookie and live? And that's that's the other part of this. Like, how do you figure out who goes where? Do they get to choose yeah. themselves, yeah. right? Because do you want to play this style of golf, or do you want to play this style of mm -hmm. golf, right? Obviously, PGA's got tradition and all the other things, but if you're talking about from a financial perspective, it might make more sense to be in live. And I think live is also trying to build their tradition. Like they're coming in there, making the game fun. There's music playing the entire time. It's a different the, type. Of it's golf. A, yeah, it's a different type. It's a more of they're trying to build like the relaxed. a new style of golfing, modern golfing for the younger people. I think more to get them interested because I honestly I've never seen this many people on my Instagram stories playing golf than ever before. Mm -hmm. This is the most people that I never would have thought golfed are now golfing. So it's showing that like something's happening in the background where yeah. golf is becoming fucking popular. I don't know what it exactly is. But I think more competition helps. Definitely. <laughs> competition, that's the biggest point. Is competition makes... Look at all the improvements that PJ now yeah. got. Other than their commissioner fucking yeah. him over. But we'll you know, talk about that. And that, that helped a lot. And I think Liv just being in the news 
it's giving, uh, you know, it's getting to people's eyes and ears that normally they wouldn't give a shit about the PGA stuff because they don't do the same uh, social media content. Like Mandy knows, like we went golfing today. I take my wife and kid out golfing today. Yeah. So like normally that wouldn't happen, but it's because, you know, people are hearing about all this news. They're hearing about like golf is like actually a fun sport. Golf is a sport to get your kids. Like now it's becoming very mainstream. I think the pandemic played a huge part. Boy. It was one of the few things you can do outside that you're the six feet apart. The only one that right? was the first sport or activity you could do. So outside. a lot of people I know picked it up <laughs> around that time. And now you're right. A lot of people on our Instagram feeds are like golfing every weekend. They're like, we played golf. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, damn. Good for it's you though. Let's play. <laughs> Uh, so then now we're, uh, let's move on to the next sport we got, uh, F1. going with F1, baby. Well, let's go with the, the biggest talking point there yeah. is a Red Bull's on a streak that we haven't seen in quite some time. Yep. Uh, how many wins is that? Seven, I think in a row that he's won Verstappen. Yep. Seventh one in a row. And that hasn't happened in, uh, ever. I don't, I don't he think broke he, the even like Schumacher wasn't. No, he broke that, the record. Right? He bre- Lewis Hamilton had the longest record before him for Mercedes winning. Yeah. And now Red Bull has the longest, uh, like, uh, constructor winning. And I don't, and right now you don't really see them losing anytime soon. No, either, right? you don't. You got him and you got Perez right behind him, his teammate. Yeah. Who is kind of like, they were thinking of actually replacing him because he uh, had a couple of shitty positions, but I thought it was just kind of like an overreach that they're, or over, they're thinking of it a little bit too much. Yeah. That just because he had a couple of bad days that, you know, like he's going to be bad all year because he just showed us like he's second. So it's Verstappen, it's Perez in the rankings, and then you actually have the craziest thing, Austin Martin's moved up. Damn. So because they took Mercedes' old driver, Alonso, he's helped that team. Oh, yeah, yeah. So now Mercedes is sitting in fourth and, like, fifth place. Yeah. And they got Austin Martin sitting there, and you got Mercedes not even up there. Mercedes, like, everybody thought Leclerc and... uh, who was the other guy that they had, the San Carlos Sands Jr., that they were how, be so good. So how is Mercedes doing well with the constructor, even though they don't have any race, like race? So the constructor is just overall your uh, team at points. So as long as you're top 10 out of the 20, mm-hmm. top 10 get points no matter what for your yeah. constructor cup. So as long uh, as you're top 10 every it. time, you're getting something. So you could be second one time, fourth, seventh. But if both teams are getting in that top 10, yeah. now you've gotten double points for your uh, your team. Whereas, like, say, like, two teams that are, like, one of, like, the top, uh, like, an Alpine or somebody that's, like, both teams aren't getting even in the top 10. They're, like, getting no points almost every fucking... That makes sense. ...circuit. So, they're, in Constructors' Cup, they're still one of the best vehicles made. Wow. So, it's not even that. It's more so the driving. I think Hamilton's getting a little old. And I think, yeah, yeah. It's, I don't think he's as like, you know, doesn't have that young edge testosterone boost anymore. Whereas you got these younger guys that they're not scared. They're not scared. And, you know, one tenth of a second is so huge in Formula One racing, two tenths of a second, right? To the average. That place. And that's nothing to us. Like two tenths of a second. Like, yeah. What? I think from our hand going from here to like here. And that much time is how much it matters for a car to catch up on pace on another car winner race. Right. And I mean, he finally won like a pole position after like two years. I think the first time since 2021 yeah, that he actually won. bad for him. Right. So, I mean, well, not like Verstappen's letting anybody else win at this point. And, and on top of that, the only thing that's really like he had a penalty. Um, he won today. He won the P1. Yeah. He, he came in first, yeah. but he had the pen, uh, the penalty. The penalty dropped, dropped him like, like sixth six. or seventh now, and there's all these guys that, but like at least Red Bull still has a guy that's top three in that one. I think. Well, and then second, Verstappen, he, and since he wins every race, I mean, I can he's easily going to be able to get into that top position again, anyways, right? And I think so. that's the biggest issue F1's having right now is like they've had issues where like one car usually takes over for so many years, yep, and nobody's able to catch up on it, and like cars do sneaky shit every every tournament that or race that happens, you know, there's yep. like people trying to. Have, uh, start like uh, a petition basically you can start that weekend that hey we think they have this one part so now they have to be reviewed that weekend before the races and stuff to see if that part was put in that car or not so Red Bull just has the craziest engine right now so like think of uh what's his name Verstappen he'll start like seventh or eighth but from seventh or eighth he'll still win yep a Hamilton he might start fifth or sixth but he only makes it to like second third or fourth mm. that's showing that that uh red bull car just has something in that engine or body that just destroying other cars because you also have your second guy he's also leading they're the top two which normally doesn't happen like it'll be that's like insane. a 
It'll be like Red Bull, Mercedes, and Ferrari, or like Mercedes, Red Bull, and Ferrari. How many races has it been this year? Have they won all of them? Uh, they've won, I think, all of them so far, almost. I think there's maybe... No, they have. I just looked. 11 races this year. Verstappen's won yeah. nine. Perez won the other two. And uh, Verstappen's finished on the podium in all 11 yeah. races. Holy shit. So there's their cars, it's... It's what's happened with Mercedes, man. Whatever Mercedes was doing with their car, because they got rid of a part uh, when it was Mercedes last year after that shit happened with uh, where uh, Hamilton should have won and Verstappen, they gave oh, away. Yeah, they won. After yeah. that, because he became a champion, like things change in the background, right? Like different people are now on the come up, people are on the down. Like they want to make rule. They want like a new champion to kind of come up and new things to happen. You don't want Mercedes winning like 20 years in a row, right? But if, if you can't stop them, then, I mean, what yeah. are you going to do at yeah. that point? That so usually have new rules coming out, like people petition things in the offseason. So right now it's just, like, everybody was hoping that George Russell for Mercedes was going to be, like, their, you know, shining knight. The next Yeah, he was going to come in, and he's, like, you know, a UK guy, like, Britain guy. Like, he's going to rock it for Mercedes, but that's about it for F1, honestly, yeah, right it's now. It's just like, literally all Verstappen and Red Bull. It's Red Bull right now. There's not, nobody else to talk about because they're other than Alonso with Austin Martin throwing them on the map finally that, yo, that driver does matter because he has been a past champion back in the day. Oh, I mean, no one's really beaten Verstappen at this point no, anyway. So. No, it's over already. It's over. They, they were saying, like, what's how quickly can he win? I don't think he's going to take him very many races. No, it's not so, going to take many for him to sign that up. And yeah. So let's go to something a little bit more competitive right now than Formula One. We got the big uh, UFC 291 card yeah. coming up this Saturday. Coming out tomorrow, man. Give me a big, 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 big card with a lot of like guys that are going to be either taking a belt or getting next for a contender entitlement to belts. Like a lot of these guys that are, mm -hmm. you know, the we got a Tony Ferguson in there. We can start at the bottom a little bit. That we got a guy that might be fighting well, his last. If, if we really want to start at the bottom, let's talk about Pereira. Yeah. Yeah, true. That's true. Guy that's not even on that card anymore, actually. What an idiot. That's his second time he's missed weight. Yeah. And recently too right yep. yeah yeah well, and that was when he was actually went down so he actually went down to fight where uh yeah. adesanya guys were fighting and in that one it's understandable you know you miss weight you're going really far from your uh, walk around weight fair enough fair now you're coming up a weight class you're coming up 15 pounds i think it is and you can't fucking add you keep that 15 pounds they showed a before and after picture of like when he was in the last uh uh title division yeah to now and he, you could tell he looked a lot thicker. His abs were kind of gone. His arms were a lot bigger and stuff like yeah, that. His face yeah. had a little bit more thickness to it. It wasn't as cut. So everybody thought, yo, this guy's going to be scary as fuck. Like he's his regular walk around weight almost, maybe a couple pounds off. But this guy can't even fucking lose the weight to fight. That's a big, that's, I mean, the card is going to be stacked. I feel that's still Thompson stacked. too. Like he doesn't have a fight and he was going to be a pretty good fight for both of those yeah. guys, right? So, but the other fights are still going to be more than capable of filling out the card. Yep. Do you want to start at Ferguson then? I think we have to start at Tony. This guy is like Tony. a legend fighting in that division. And, uh, you know, he he was on a 12-win uh, win streak. Yep. Going to fight Khabib. It was supposed to be this big thing. He's getting trained for it. Uh, Khabib, something happened to Khabib. And he ended up fighting Gaethje. Yeah, and he lost the and He title. lost to Gaethje because yeah. he was so prepped on a wrestling style. He knew he was going to have to wrestle Khabib. But Gaethje's a pure uh, striker. Yeah. He's not looking to wrestle you at all. So he got his ass just pummeled because it was a pure striking. And this guy was practicing like jiu-jitsu wrestling styles of how am I going to defend myself? Maybe I'll be able to... Because he's a black belt himself, uh, Tony Ferguson, right? So he yeah, could have like jiu-jitsu would uh, Khabib back. And now it's going to be probably sixth in a row he's lost, I think. And this could be his seventh knockout where he gets knocked out. I think out. he's done if he loses this fight. I mean, this, I, I know you don't want to go always go out yeah. with like a loss, on, like, right? But at this point, if he can't even, seven in a row, I mean, that's not just like one year, right? That's seven fights. He's probably, I think that goes about two and a half, three years that he's been doing. Yeah. Before he's had injuries in between two. Yeah. Right at what point do you just call it after if you can't win if you're going out there just to just because you have nothing else to do? It's I like mean, that, dog. I, Remember what happened to him? Like you're just going out there and getting beat. Like eventually you're kind of like you know what? I'm not feeling this anymore. The training camp just isn't the same anymore as it used to be. So 
Well, if you lose that many fights in a row, right? Like, what are the chances you're going to win the next one? Yeah, right. Hard. And it's all like these guys are like, UFC is putting on a lot of events right now. They have a lot of fighters. Yeah, there's a lot of good young UFC fighters that are in all these different weight classes, coming yep. from all these different backgrounds. Right? The UFC spent so much money in the last decade or so with the fighters from Brazil, other parts of the world, <laughs> USA. Used right now, it's all over. Those two are still some of the main ones, but all these five guys that are coming out from the Middle East, right. Europe, Middle Eastern, the right? a lot of European, they're, and they're all different the fighting style too, right? Brazil, yeah. Jiu-Jitsu, some are more aggressive, some are mat technicians, yeah. right? And even yeah. though you had them before, the diversity of the UFC like fighters right now is a, and it's awesome to see. Yeah, it's so, at that turnaround right now because yeah, we got you know uh, Gaethje versus Pori on this card too. That's gonna be a. I mean, I think that's fight of the night already. Oh, yeah, because right? these like, guys have already fought twice. Slice of this, mm-hmm. but this is their best of three, right? Yeah. They won one each from, I think? I think so. I think they both have won one each, and they've both been, like, you know, destruction, chaotic fights where both guys get their faces just completely destroyed. Both guys are strikers. Yeah. But I could see Poirier maybe trying to, just to get the dub, going for more of a uh, jiu-jitsu wrestling style and tapping mm-hmm. him out because he knows that Gaethje is very scary on his feet and he could take punches and you know if he started just kind of swinging those things can hit you so you might have to go on the ground with them man it's gonna it's gonna be a wicked weekend and then we've got the other one too for the other prayer yeah we got another right? prayer fighting on that card another younger guy coming in that's trying to make a name for himself so we got a lot of these young guys fighting a couple of these older guys that are just obviously trying to just stay in the standings and keep themselves there but the young guys that are trying to put together a sick record man like prayers of has what he's he's seven and two right yeah should be about he's seven and two i know by like he's a big dude too yeah he's big dude he's six foot four yeah he's got a but now this fight just because it's not happening these two are no that's the other pair oh that one didn't make weight yeah that prayer didn't make weight against time against wonder boy thompson oh that one i thought you were talking about this guy when you said no 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 no. there was the other okay okay I mean, he's not as good, obviously. But this guy's also missed weight before. He has he's had weight, before, but he obviously got his shit together for this yeah. fight, right? That's so, a big fight, man. That's for a championship. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Is that's why because this is for the vacant title, right? Yeah, you're taking the interim. You'll just be holding an interim belt until obviously uh, Hill comes back. Which what what was Hill's injury again? Something with his foot, I believe. Like a broken foot or some shit. Some kind of foot injury, I think. Can't remember. Will well, is uh, this will be uh, what do you call it? Uh, like in the vacant position, right? Yep. So we'll see. Uh, what other UFC news did we got there? I think that's pretty much it at this point. Yeah, there isn't honestly much. Like we're that's... just obviously waiting for uh, Adesanya. That whole thing uh, fell through. Yeah. Who was he supposed to fight? Uh, that other African guy, the South African. Remember uh, Dupli? Oh, du- that guy. That guy. Yeah, so they were gonna yeah. fight. Dupli has some kind of injury. He's not gonna fight. Adesanya was willing to fight fucking the crazy guy Sean Strickland. What shit? And then uh, he said it himself. He's like, I'll fight Strickland. Now the UFC won't make it. Now the Strickland guy who was recently on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, like he yeah. talked about his life and stuff. It was hilarious. This guy's like a straight redneck white guy <laughs> that's been like through the worst shit. And obviously he wants to fight, right? He, so he's that been, guy's ready to fight. Yeah, now. he's been messaging that why is UFC not making the fight? So obviously we're not going to get to see Adesanya right away. And then we're all waiting for obviously John Jones and what's you know going to happen with that and who exactly is it that he's going to be fighting too? Because oh, is there Justin Jones fighting? Uh, what is this? Steve, Steve, how do we pronounce? Oh yeah, Miocic. Yeah. Miocic. Yeah, is it Miocic? Oh yeah, it's yeah, there. Oh yeah, he's going like to fight two. him. No, and that'll think... be Stipe's last fight. I think that yeah. you know, unless he wins, that could be a. Well, I could injury. still see him retiring anyways. He yeah, love with a win too. Boy, yeah. That'd be a good way to actually retire. Right. And give the belt basically back, right back to... It's UFC, uh, November 11th, UFC uh, yeah. 295. Yeah. In Madden. And then I think Jones himself is ready to retire unless he's going to be able to fight uh, Francis. But Nagano's not even in UFC. He's not, anymore, right? They still end up like, you know how they can do cross? Like, yeah. They still end up doing like a PFL versus UFC kind of thing. I can see him doing that after. Like, but Jones retires, if he doesn't maybe. get Francis, he's saying that he's done. I mean, we're really what those guys got to fight for, he has right? Nobody like, else to fight, man. Like he just went through everybody you could think of, and it's stupid for putting trying to putting him up against just now young guys because it's like 
what's the point of that though? An up and coming young guy against him. It's like get the guys that are the best right now. If he beats them, retire like and go into the fucking golden age, man. Go into the golden years of your life and relax. Well, hopefully he's been financially smart outside. He's fine. I think he has. He's he's settled down. He's more of like a army style guy now. Like all he does is go shooting, training, trains his dogs. They're like those German Shepherd like police dogs and living his life, man. Let's hope life. he stays out of trouble. So. Hopefully we stay out of trouble this weekend as well. True. And, and uh, tonight. We'll, and tonight. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back probably next week, I'm guessing. Yeah. Next we'll week or the, this week to 10 days here. Hopefully, you know, now that sports are about to, uh, you know, come back, I think there's just going to be a lot more focus on it. You know, camps are starting to come back. So we're going to see, like, who's going to be even starting season. Yeah. So when they're preseason, I think, is by this week, next time, we'll have yeah. uh, some preseason action going yeah. on. So... That's it for this podcast, and I'll see you guys next week. Peace. Bye. Bye.